Okay, this week we're going to talk up a Doray and we're going to start with the Sevilla and Real Betis game. For some reason, Real Betis is doing just fabulous, okay? It looks like everything is clicking for them. Le uh, the past few years, they've been getting like transfer from like transfer transfers that you'd be surprised at. But it looks like they have a good coach, good system that works for them. And this season is really showing it. They're still like top three in the La Liga. And it looks like they're not coming down, you know. They just played today and they thrashed Espanol like 4-1. to one. So they're obviously in a great mood. But coming to the game against Sevilla, well, before they played this one, the first game they played, the fans was rowdy. The place looked like it was packed to the brim, okay. And I think uh, most of their fans was just real betty. I didn't see a lot of Sevilla's fans. Either way, as that game was going on, Sevilla was just like getting choked, okay. Like, the first goal was simply by individual brilliance by Gomez. But other than that, Real Betty had the game fully under control. From the back all the way to the front. Like, that corner, the first goal for Real Betty from the corner. Dude. I, dude. So anyway, the game had to be stopped simply because, uh, I think, I'm not sure if they even got to the second half. But the fan throws, like, some kind of pipe-looking thing at one of the defenders. And they stopped the game. They didn't want to come out. They stopped the game. So they rescheduled the game. And this time they played at a closed door. Okay. So they played and nothing changed. Nothing changed. These were the stats of the game. Shots 16, Betty, 8, Sevilla. Shots on target 3 to 4. 4, Real Betty. Possession was about 49 to 51. But these days, possessions are not even that big of a deal. And the pass was about the same. So really, the game showed that Real Betty are serious and they're about it. And they beat Sevilla. Like, it was... They had no problem beating them. The second game was Elch versus Real Madrid. And this game was kind of straightforward as well. Real Madrid are obviously in great form. They just won a cup, you know. So they're having that confidence going. They rested. Benzema wasn't playing. So they got like the Iscos, the Marcellas. They were getting a chance to actually play this game. So obviously Real Madrid was like, let's take a little easy. And, you know, they, they had a really good fight. But at the end, they came through. And it wasn't a surprising score, really. But, yeah, there was not really much to say in this game. The next game was Real Sociedad and Atletico. Well, as we all know, I don't know what's going on in Atletico over there, you know, I don't know if they're, I mean, the coach got to go. I mean, they need, they need to change something because this is just as wild. So for some reason, this game, they stole Sevilla's color. Like I was simply watching this game. There were times when I'm like, who, who is this Sevilla? Am I watching a Sevilla game? Because first they weren't playing like themselves. So it was a lot easier to not notice. And second, real Sociedad were just fully on control. So let's go with the stats of the game. 16 shots to 10, Atletico. Shots on target. Atletico had one shot on target. Real Sociedad had six shots. Possession, I don't think it really that matters. Passes, about equal. About equal, I say. But yeah, so this game looked like it was done and dusted in halftime. Because for some reason, it just looked like Atletico couldn't keep up. I know that's weird saying that because they're the champions of last year. But it just looks, they look lost. Even though they had... Joe Felix, I don't know what homie's doing, man. I feel so bad for this kid. DePaul, dude, I, we thought this guy was going to be legit. Uh, Correa, I mean, if you look at the formation, it's like what? I need an Atletico Madrid fan to tell me what's going on. Because they just might not make it to top four this year. And like, you know how we should be worried about Barcelona? Atletico might not make it to the top four this year. Okay? 
So they lost, they lost to a great team. And the last game I watched was the Barcelona and Atletico Bilbao. So a lot of background, Atletico Bilbao just lost to Real Madrid. And they lost to Real Madrid like comfortably. Real Madrid wasn't having any problem. Caruso and Modric were just having fun in the middle. There was like nobody else was there. But, you know, they were very upset that they lost to themselves. And they were coming into this game knowing what's going on in Barcelona. Knowing the fact that these guys have drama since the kickoff of this game. Okay? And so you're, you're pretty confident, like, if you're going to win a tournament, this is going to be it. They could have won that tournament, but now this is it. And this year, for some reason, a lot of La Liga teams have just been A1. Or maybe just their project is just ahead of, like, let's say Barcelona, who's just collapsing. So anyway, they look so put together. From, from Again, they have the two Williams there. Let's look at the statistics. Atletico Bilbao had 19 shots, okay? 19 shots. What did Barcelona have? Barcelona had 7 shots. That's literally should tell you how this game went. But we'll go on. Shots on target, 7 to 3. Barcelona had 3 shots on target. Okay? Passes. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter anymore. This is something uh, what does it, Man City had to learn in the Champions League. It doesn't matter possession. It doesn't matter... Uh, how many, how many, how many chances you create? If you don't take it, if you don't score, you don't win. As simple as that. Barcelona, they were just like outplayed, you know. And give credit the fact that you know they just didn't have, they didn't have anybody. As you know, the Dembele situation and uh, Fernando Torres was great. He came in. The kids are still around, you know. What I mean, this, these kids still are getting used to it. But the back. The only good thing to say is the midfield is coming together because Pedri, when Pedri, Pedri was great. I mean, Pedri was the best player, okay? And Torres, we got a little glimpse of like, you know, what he can do because his goal was like outstanding, okay? But the back, this is the next step, okay? Forget, forget up front. I mean, Holland. Other than Holland, forget up front. The back is what we need to worry about now. Sell Dembele, use that money to fix the back. You need a left back. And a right back. Because uh, it was insane. Okay. Nico William was. All about, uh, he couldn't do it. Like he just couldn't keep up with this kid. Okay. Jordi Alba. I think it's time. I mean not maybe just hang up. But like dude. Marcelo doesn't play all the games. Marcelo Harley plays. Okay. That's that's the position he should be playing. Same with Daniel Alves. Daniel Alves was fine. But again the pace is just not there. So I, I, they really, I don't know why Barcelona never focused on their backs, but like, dude, invest in the back. Like, get get one, at least get one. Other than that, I'd like to be about their two William brothers were phenomenal. And what is it? Their captain, dude, the guy, the guy was. This was his game. This was his game from the beginning to the end. It was all about him. Okay, that great goal, the first goal he scored, and then he created the second goal, and then he scored the third goal. And you know whose fault it was at all of these goals? Jordi Alba. And the sad thing about this is Ansu Fati came back and, you know, we're a little bit happy. Like, everybody's kind of coming back. And Pedro coming back. And for some reason, just they couldn't make it to the end. And then uh, Ansu Fati got hurt again. I don't... I mean, he's, his case is worse than Dembele. I, I didn't know there was going to be a case worse than Dembele, but his is. Like, this is really sad. So... That was, uh, that, honestly, the takeaway of this game was the fact that he got hurt. That was pretty sad because dude came back and he came back strong. So he was looking nice. And now this is just another setback. Uh, same with Pedri. But it looks like Pedri, 
is fine because he, he went out in the game as well but i think he was just tired he was just not fit for the game barcelona's 11 starting team is just not here there's always somebody out somebody's hurt COVID stuff they're not fully there yet they're not fit and then you have the other side i thought they were ready they were ready to win this game and they were going to do anything they can to win it okay yeah and they won they deserved it they were they had more intensity than we did and they won that was it that's 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 my takeaway, you know? We just gotta keep going, obviously. Hopefully, Ansu Fati comes back fine again. It, was, it doesn't take a long time to recover. But other than that, invest in defense. Like, we just need some defense. And also, like, just as a fan, I have accepted that we're not gonna get a trophy this year. So getting out of this tournament, it's a positive because we just need to make top four in La Liga, okay? And I think it's 100% doable. Because Atletico Madrid is not having a great time. And I, I I think we can beat Sevilla. Problem is, there's no substitute. We just have a strong 11. One example would be like, when this replaced Ensu Fati. That showed you how much we need players. But yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you. I'm out.